What's up, everybody? Let's get Dion up here and get started. Yo, my fault. I'm always getting ready, like, as this show's starting. You good. You're a working man, I understand. <laughs> We're about to talk about KD. Uh, yeah, I want to start there. I'm going to tweet this out and send a couple invites real quick. Let's see if we can get anybody else in here. Ant's doing a Shade and Sharp room at the same time, so. Oh, <laughs> can't miss out on that one. I mean, that is, a, that is pretty big news, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Wait, what was the case? Do you know if Larry or X are coming? I have no idea. My assumption would be yes, but you never know with those two. They just don't – like, even when we record a podcast, I'll be like, yo, you guys ready? And then 20 minutes later, I just get, like, a Zoom link. Like, they don't really <laughs> – That's what's up. All right, well, let's just get started. Uh, welcome to the Multiplicity Morning Show. I'm Greg Waddell from Sleepers Media. With me is Dion Hill Ford. Uh, part of Break the Bank with the aforementioned Larry and X, who may be joining later in the episode. Uh, we're going to talk about NBA stuff to start. <laughs> if anybody wants to come up throughout, please feel free. Shoot me a speaker request. We'll get you up here. Somebody just shot me a speaker request and then left the room. So I was going to start this right off the bat, getting some people up here, Dion. In fact, let's get Jackie up here. Jackie, what's going on? Hello, Jackie. What up, buddy? What's good? How you doing? What's up for the two show? Okay, bet. Dion, you got any words for Jackie? Uh, in the words of Jordan Poole, no comment. Word. All right. Uh, well, that was a great start. Let's uh, let's dive into what I want to talk about, Dion. And uh, you can share some color from your Golden State Warriors experience with this man. Kevin Durant is missing. Kevin Durant belongs on the back of a milk carton. Kevin Durant is the quote-unquote best player alive. That's what I was told on this app a week ago today at this very time, at this exact time slot, Dion. I was told that's the best player alive on the planet, any level. That's who he is. He was 0 for 10 from the floor with four turnovers in the second half of a game in which they were up 15 points in the second quarter, and he no-showed. And that's the best player on earth, Dion. We're not even going to get the rematch that I wanted between Kevin Durant and Giannis in round two. We're not going to get there because Kevin Durant can't get his team there. And I'm upset about it. I'm going to get uh, Jake up here. Jake requested to speak. What's going on, Jake? X is in here, too. I don't know if he requested to speak, but he's in here. Has, oh, lovely. Let's get X up here. the worst game I've ever seen Kevin Durant play. Well, I can't even lie. It's, yeah, he's my like favorite, he's my favorite player since he's been in the league, and I mean I can't remember him. Like if he played halfway decent, he would have had forty five points. Yeah, I had the the Kevin Durant over points prop as part of my little proper chop thing I've been doing with Dimers, which is zero for ten through the first ten picks people have submitted to me. By the way, uh, but yeah, I look, I like Kevin Durant. He's fun to watch. He's a great player, obviously. But yeah, I I don't recall him going missing in action to that extent like he did last night ever in his career. X, what's going on, dude? I mean, really, you guys are shitting on the wrong person. This is all Kyrie's fault, you know. He's the old ball and chain oh, dragging God. down KD. For being honest, so you know, credit for Kevin Durant for making it this far with such a burden on his team. When you say Kyrie Irving, do you mean Ramadan Steve Francis? Well, he's- I, I, my basketball. Yo, that's wow. My basketball hatred 
Kyrie's the one player where it's not just basketball hate. It leaks over into the personal hate. I, I hate everything that man stands for. So I'm, I'm, I'm sad that KD has to be collateral damage, but I'm happy to see um, Kyrie fail on the biggest of stages because he's a fraud and I hate him. But I don't think the series is over, per se, but they got an uphill battle for sure. Francis didn't celebrate Ramadan. Are we proud of him? Larry, where? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not sure on that. I, can, I, don't, I can tell I don't you know right now there's been Steve points in Francis's uh... life where he's been fasting, whether it was for Ramadan or just because he couldn't find food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems accurate for sure. Larry, happy birthday, by the way, a couple days late. How you doing? I'm chilling, Greg. How's everything? Uh, things are good because my Giannis is better than KD. Take looks very good right now, and Giannis didn't even win last night, and it still looks very good right now. <laughs> oh man, this this supports your argument for Giannis. Absolutely. I mean, KD did go like what four for sixteen, four for twenty, some shit like that. But but he was he was zero for ten in the second half of a game in which they were up fifteen. Down one in a playoff series. Yeah, that's disgusting like, behavior. He didn't even, like, I'm just talking visually. Like, he, he didn't look like he wanted to be involved until late in the game when it actually got close and everyone's looking at him like, bruh, you're Kevin Durant. Go be Kevin Durant. Like, he, it looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, I, so I've decided to spin this as I do in both things. I think Steph Curry's the best player in the world again. Um, Kevin Durant did this shit on Oklahoma City too. Like, when with Russ, KD would go missing. He'd be standing in the corner in the fourth quarter. Looks like he doesn't want the ball. He looks disgruntled. Looks like he doesn't really, really want to be out there or be playing with these dudes. And then he comes to the Warriors, free flowing offense. Steph, honestly, like, like. This is what pissed me off the most about last night with KD. I think he's a clown for this. He was complaining because he got double teamed. Like, yo, Steph gets double teamed in game five of 82. Like, that's regular coverage for Steph. He's like, oh, they were sending three to me sometimes on the catch. Like, again, that's regular for Steph. But with all that, it opens up the floor for KD so much. I think we forgot. Like, we forgot, like, this is KD from time to time, especially when he has someone like Kyrie Irving that he trusts and he doesn't mind just sitting in the corner for. So, yeah, my spin zone is that Russ failed, Kyrie failed, Harden failed, Ben Simmons is never going to get a chance, Steph never failed. I think Steph Curry's the best player in the world again, and KD's proven that night in and night out with his inability to finish without the Duke. Yeah, I don't like the Curry's the best player in the world take, uh, mostly because he's in a backcourt with Jordan Poole right now. And we, we got to have that conversation first, Dion. Well, he could be second, maybe. I forgot about the emerging young. Uh, Jordan Poole never got a shot with KD. There you go. We'll put it. Of the era that played against and with KD on the Warriors, Seth Curry's the best player in the world. Yeah, I view it more as this, like, I I just feel like KD chose this path, right? Like, I mean, well, he was in Golden State. He didn't necessarily need to leave. He didn't need to stay either. But, like, he 
time and time again seems to have chosen like, oh, let's go somewhere with the ISO ball superstar, your turn, my turn, and it'll work out. And it never works out. And like ultimately, like he chose his fate this time. He chose to pair himself with Kyrie Irving, who, as Michael often says in the comments, is the worst teammate in sports. Like, this is his fault, right? Yeah, and I don't think in no way, shape, or form do I think Kyrie, like, this has anything to do with Kyrie. We've seen Kyrie thrive in this type of your turn, my turn system. This is the perfect system for Kyrie, in my opinion. There's no better shot creator than Kyrie Irving on his own. So, I, I mean, it worked in Cleveland with Braun. This ain't thrive, Dion. I think I think you've been a little hyperbolic. Yes. That it may be. We've seen him thrive on a personal level, but like, I don't. I don't think it equates to team success. So, I, look, yeah, man, they they won a championship taking turns on the Warriors. Well, down three one. Was a fraudulent title. It was a fraudulent title. They were playing the Warriors. <laughs> it doesn't. They were out. taking turns. There was no passing. It was oh, Kyrie brought the ball up the court this time. Your turn, bro. Okay, Braun got the rebound. Your turn, bro. Like, that's exactly what yeah, KD I mean, went to Maybe Brooklyn. that works if you're playing next to the arguably the greatest player of all time in his athletic prime. Then, yes, Dion, I guess it did work alongside that. But short of that. But we acting like KD. KD's talked about as if he's one of the greatest, too. So if it worked with Braun, you damn sure should be able to beat the fucking Celtics. They beat the 73-win Warriors doing it. Down 3-1. That was Draymond's fault, but we don't have to relitigate the past. I mean, look, there, there definitely is some aspects to the series, like, that favor them. And, you know, I don't think Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown are going to get suspended for a game. But, like, uh, regardless, if KD wants to be talked about as one of the greats, you got what you asked for. He's quoted as saying he wanted to play more iso ball, and that's what he didn't like about Golden State. He has one of the greatest ISO ball players of our generation next to him, and it isn't fucking working. And it didn't fucking work in Oklahoma City. But what did work was him and Golden State. And he fucked up, point blank. He let, I'm not going to say y'all, but he let some of y'all get in his head with that, oh, they ruined the league, they ruined the league. Fuck that. Fuck that. Also, Imagine how much people would have thought the league's ruined. We took Jordan Poole 28 the year Kevin Durant was a free agent. Imagine if KD stayed. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to even think who would be out of the, the new death lineup. Steph. In that, it was just... Steph. What? No, would, would Wiggins be the guy who's out of that lineup? I don't think they ever trade for Wiggins. If, if that's yeah, the they never, we never trade for Wiggins because uh, Kevin Durant bailed us out. Like, we should be in basketball purgatory right now. But Katie was so egotistical, wanted to be traded for something else and forced the Nets to trade us D'Angelo Russell, essentially, uh, for him. It, it like, I can't remember what he said. It, it had something to do with him feeling better and his ego, Andre Jordan. And then we finessed the Minnesota Timberwolves for uh, Andrew Wiggins and Kaminga for D'Angelo. But basically, we should be in basketball purgatory right now. But that dude has an ego the size of fucking Mount Everest. By the way, why didn't D'Angelo Russell work the Warriors? Why didn't he? Yeah. Uh, they never gave him a chance. Him and Steph played like four together. <laughs> I think he, they started like one and three. Steph broke his hand. 
and then they just traded the that he was never going to be on the Warriors. <clears throat> this was like this was D'Angelo's way of getting the full max because he it was a sign and trade with Brooklyn, so he got more money. But he always wanted to be in Minnesota, and I think he it was just it was just a rerouted way of getting him to where he wanted. And honestly, like. Like, he's oh, no Jordan Poole, man. Stop. Like, I don't think it fits. We can em- stop. We can em- look, D'Angelo Russell's a flawed player, and he was never going to fit into that flowing type of offense that the Warriors like to play because he likes to have the ball in his hands and he likes to be the primary decision maker. He was never going to be that in Golden State. So he was never going to fit. But shout out to them because they recognize, hey, it's an asset. We can potentially take him down the road. But he was never – they never signed him with the intention of keeping him. Um, and he signed the extension just because he knew it was just a stop to the next destination. But it was the fit on court wasn't because of any other thing other than they were just never going to fit. We got Michael Lofton in the room. ML, how you doing? I'm great. Let's make sure that we don't turn this into a Warriors oh, room. We're about to get uh, some please. lukewarm takes. If there's one thing yeah. ML knows how to do is straddle the fence, so I can't wait. Hey, brother, you, you just worry about taking care of your house. Let me take care of this right here in terms of the Celtics, my brother. But, uh, yeah, let, Greg, I just want to make sure this didn't turn into a Warriors room. Dion's absolutely, absolutely right about the Durant situation. Oh but something God. seems off. His handle doesn't look good. I've never seen him lose the ball this much, uh, like even when being crowded. Uh, he's not making the right plays, which also lets me know, like, maybe he has not evolved as a passer as much as we maybe think that he has. He's not as good at defense anymore, and that is okay. It is a he's he's over thirty two years old with a coming off a torn Achilles. Like there are still things that are still coming to him, in my opinion. I know that people think like science is up there, and like this is the worst injury in sports. But I do have a question: If Kevin Durant is missing, is it up to the coach to find him? Because right now I saw that uh, Udoka. I think at one point it was twenty two to six in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go. How do you only have six points with Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, and in my opinion, maybe the most skilled basketball player of all time next to Kobe Bryant and Kyrie Irving. The Nets are getting out coached and they're getting out physical or getting out worked. I think we're, I think you're looking into Katie too much. I mean, you can't base your, it sounds like you're basing his whole career off two games, man. Jake, Jake, I'm talking about right now though. I'm not talking about a career. I'm t- we're talking about the series. He is missing the series. We can't let him off the hook. Cause you know what? We didn't do that with Steph Curry uh, last year in terms of the play-in and we don't do it with LeBron at all. He needs to be held accountable here. And I'm not saying the series, actually, yeah, I'm saying the series is over. I had Celtics in six, any, six anyway, they needed to win. Um, I don't think Brooklyn can win four of the next five. I just don't. Is that lukewarm enough for you, X? Celtics and six, like I called, is that good? <laughs> no comment from X. I, I mean, I'm with you, ML. I think the I would say the series is over. Obviously, the Nets can win two at home, but like, I think the Celtics are winning the series now. Um, I just I feel like the big picture stuff with Kevin Durant, like, I just wish it was walked back a little bit. He's obviously an all-time great player, but, like, I feel like we go to so much hyperbole when we talk about both him and the pairing with Kyrie Irving. Like, everybody wants to say, like, this is the most skilled duo ever. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to say that? Like, 
they're really, really, really good players. But like, I we don't need to talk about them in that light. They've never like Kevin Durant made two great runs. He was with the greatest organization in basketball that had been making runs prior to him even getting there. And he's never done it outside of that in his career. Like that's that can be okay as long as we're not crowning him something that he's not, in my opinion. And everyone seems to do it over and over and over again. Am I wrong on that? No, I I also don't give a fuck if they beat the Celtics. Like this team's dead. Even if they get this like I'm it's like watching the Jazz. Like even if the Jazz get past the Mavs, they're dead in the water the next round. Like this team doesn't I, I don't I don't think they beat the fucking Bulls right now. Like this team is dead. They're dead. Even if they get past the fucking Celtics. Their goal was to win a championship. There's not a shot in hell this team's winning a championship. It's over. Like it I don't know. With the way they play, it's over. And it gee, you just said it. He made two runs with an organization that made runs before him. Here's the problem. That fucking team's about to make a run after him. There is there's never been a playoff run with more pressure on the line for KD and he's folding. He's absolutely folding. Can I plug a Warriors minus two is the best bet of the day? Dion, how do you feel about that? Wait, you said two? It's only two? Yeah, they're only they're, they're uh, minus two. Oh yeah, I mean that's put the whole put the whole bankroll on the line. Like whatever whatever the book gives you, just <laughs> put it on that shit. Find an alternate line. Alternate line. Dion makes another return, by the way. Uh, find an alternate line for that one. Jason, what's good? Jason, are you there? If not, you getting booted. Jason getting booted. Uh, I'm happy alternate D- line Dion's back. That's one of my favorite Dion's. Yeah, it's normally always a loser. <laughs> I think I said find an alternate line for the Warriors on Saturday. and I'll, That would have hit. I don't know. Um, random, but since we're talking about the Nets, whenever people are on Twitter talking about free BG, I... I always think they're talking about Blake Griffin, and I forget Brittany Griner's in a Russian prison right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. No, I swear it's to God, I'm always like, yo, why does everybody want Blake Griffin off the nets? <laughs> it's, it's way too early for that. Dude, come on. Don't you think it's weird that him and uh, Aldridge get no minutes at all? Like, zero? Yeah, I mean, I I do. Like I I said this early on. Like the third and fourth best players for the Nets right now are Detroit Pistons. What are we doing? Like, and Bruce Brown. Shout out Bruce Brown, man. He's hooping right now. But like, like, uh, I don't like. They're gonna try to plug in Ben Simmons to do Bruce Brown's role, but I mean, he's way better offensively than Simmons is. <laughs> yeah, that's egregious. That's egregious. But the next problem is on all. You think Ben Simmons is better than Bruce Brown offensively? Yes. Go ahead. Like, what does Bruce Brown do besides cut? Like shooting. I mean, he can. I mean, he can shoot decent. He can shoot a little bit. He can. He's definitely better shooter than Ben. But he's not a better passer, obviously, and whatnot. But. Yeah, I mean, I I would take Ben offensively still, even with the shooting limitations. X, what were you about to say? Uh, I just 
I don't I don't think the issue is on offense. They just can't get a stop when it counts. That's... And look, I think the the whole thing about players failing. Look, it's a more top heavy league now. A superstar, even a top five player, if he doesn't have the right supporting pieces around him, no one is good enough to transcend a terrible supporting cast to win anything meaningful. So I, I'm I'm not gonna put this on KD. I just think that the rest of that roster really is a failure, and they have nothing in place around him um, to where KD can be KD and it matters. They don't have any defense, and I think that that's important. So we can look at KD's numbers. But until that team learns how to play defense, it's they're dead in the water. But we knew that going into the playoffs. But we got to put a little on KD, though. When he goes 0 for 10 and a half, X? I mean, but yeah, dude, you, I, I, I mean, get it, but. <laughs> this I, you got to put most of the blame on KD. I mean, he didn't even look like he wanted to be there last night. I just, I think everything you're saying is true, X, like 100%. Defense can't get stops. Like, there's flaws with this roster in general. But specific to last night's game, the game in which they had a 15-point lead early in the second quarter, number 1A, 1B, and 1C, why they lost that game is because Kevin Durant was a total no-show in the second half of the game. And he's supposed to be the best player on earth. Also, like, yes, Everything X said, and honestly, I'm back to not being able to hear X on this app, which is glorious. But based off what you guys said, X said, everything he said's correct. Um, but this shit is what KD wanted, bro. Like, this is exactly what KD wanted. He has the per- the exact roster he's wanted. They don't play a, a lick of defense. They don't do anything but off- on offense besides run high pick and roll and ISO. This is exactly what he wanted. Fucking figure it out. Like figure it out, man. Don't go to the don't go to the press conference and complain, because that's all he did was cry like a little bitch. The turning point was the uh, last two minutes of the first half. They were up 17 points with a minute 30 left, and it was cut to 10 at half. I mean, yeah, it's wild. So does anybody anybody think the Nets can turn this around and win the series? I'm assuming that's a no. I, I do, but, like, it's like I said, man, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I do think they can win the series because I think they're going to win both games in Brooklyn. Um, and if there's one duo that I trust to win a game seven on the road, like, by themselves, it'd probably be the two that Brooklyn has. Um, so anything's possible over the course of the next five. But, like, again, even if they do, who gives a fuck that this team isn't winning a championship? Congrats, like. They don't get to hang a banner for beating Boston if they're able to do it. They don't get extra points because they came back from 0-2. Like, it doesn't matter. That team's dead regardless of what happens over the next five games. Dion, can I say something? I, I'm, I'm, I might go here. What's that? If this, if this team's dead, Kevin Durant is dead. Like, in his career? In his career. If this team is dead... 32-year-old off an injury, Kevin Durant is dead. Like he never wins another one? Well, what if he demands a trade? To who? He going back to Golden State? Wiggins, Wiseman, Moody, Kuminga, and three. Again, this is not a Warriors fetish. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, nah, yeah. This is, in my opinion, unless Ben Simmons – 
over the last year became a jump shooter, this is their this is their last chance. And so, they're dead, dude. They're dead. So I'm gonna I disagree. I'm gonna go back on myself just a little bit. Here's the thing, low key. If if Chris Middleton has to miss two three weeks, I think this could be the Eastern Conference Finals. And so as dead as they've looked, I do think there's a non-zero chance that they win the series. And low key, I feel like whoever wins this series probably makes it to the finals if the Bucks are going to be without Middleton. And I don't believe in the Heat. I think they're a little bit fraudulent. So I don't know. It's, I think this might be the Eastern Conference Finals, low key. I think, that, I think there's a team in the East that nobody wants to admit can win the East that might win the East, and that's Philly. Philly? Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And not just the East, bro. Not just the East. I think Philly can win it all. Wait, I said this. I said this as soon as they traded for James Harden. I said this instantly makes them legit contenders, and everybody called me crazy. Let, 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 let's settle down. They're playing the fucking Raptors without three of their best seven players. Let's let's take it easy on the Sixers. Like, they're good, but I don't... Do you guys trust Harden? Is the 11th time a charm with James Harden in the playoffs? I don't trust Harden, but I think... I trust this, Embiid, bro. I, I, I trust Embiid, and I think this version of Harden seems to have accepted being a different version of himself than any version we've seen in the playoffs. And I know everybody likes to shit on him, and most of the time it's warranted, but when was the last time you seen Tobias this locked in? Yes, it's the Raptors. But the way he's playing, the way he's picked up his play over the last few games, Maxi looks like nothing bothers him out there on the court. Embiid is Embiid. All they need is for James Harden to do is be like sixty percent of himself, and they have a legit shot. Especially with all the injuries that are going on right now. Greg, can I? Uh, you see, you think Katie's dead if this team's dead right now? I do. Yeah. I mean, I here, here's the I guess the premise behind this take. But like, look, when when superstars with or without an injury history, but with especially with an injury history, when superstars surround themselves with flawed rosters past the age of 32 and they can't single-handedly carry a team anymore, like, yeah, you're done. You're seeing that with LeBron right now. Like, it, this, this is not the time of Kevin Durant's career where he can just roll the ball out and single-handedly take a team to the finals anymore. And he chose this, like I said. And if this team can't get by the Celtics, who I think are fine, I don't think the Celtics are like an NBA championship contender. I think they're good. But like, if you can't beat the Celtics right now with the roster that you chose, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, the, the Harden thing flamed out miserably. Like, I guess next year Ben Simmons comes back, and that's what you stake your career on. But it's only going to get harder. I think people are really forgetting Joe Harris. I mean, Joe, Joe Harris ain't, ain't winning Kevin Durant a title. I know, but he was a big part of the team. I mean, I just think the best on-ball defender, honestly. And that's I just think the Nets need a better coach, honestly. I feel like if they switch the coach, yeah. Kevin Durant has a chance. But if they Joe don't switch Harris the coach. is their best on-ball defender? Who is? Oh, okay, Bruce Brown, besides him. I mean, Katie asked, Kyrie asked. Kevin Durant is their best on-ball defender. But not when Joe he's being Harris asked to work the way he's being asked to work. 
It just is what it is. He's being asked to carry the load offensively. He's being asked to be their playmaker offensively with his gigantic seven you know, feet height, which allows the Celtics, who have 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", guys, to just swat away at a guy who's seven feet tall and, and disrupt his handle. But if we're just talking like individual defense, Kevin Durant is the best on-ball defender when he's not being asked to carry the entire load offensively. The real question is, who's asking him to do that? And I think your answer is the entire Nets team is asking him to carry the load offensively. They're asking him to be the playmaker. They're asking him to set everybody else up and then to not, and then to shoot it or to dominate the ball whenever he doesn't see something. And that is too much against this Celtics team. And that's why he's missing, just like the MMG morning show's headline made. I came in here to listen to Ralph Mentor, but I just I had to duck in with with that. Oh, and Joe Harris would make a difference, but not to the degree of I don't know, not not to the degree of they're now all of a sudden gonna flip the series. Like, no, he, he wouldn't do that. But yeah, of course he would make a difference. He's great. He's awesome. He's one more, he, he's one more better than average role guy all the way with you. Sorry, Jake. I just, I had to get all of that out when I was listening to who the best on ball defender was. I got a whole lot more. If no one's going to talk back at me, I can listen just as well as I can speak. I can speak just as well as I can listen. I've got tons of takes on Kevin Durant. Um, give us your I takes, agree. Josh B. Give us, give us the KD takes. Okay. Yeah, I would love to give you some KD takes. He's he is you're literally seeing right before your eyes that he is becoming the fifth best player in the NBA and Jason Tatum is becoming the fourth best player in the NBA. And it doesn't have to do with anything other than his age. I get it that Kevin Durant is still a better shooter. Nobody in the entire universe is disputing that Kevin Durant is one of the greatest shooters of all time. But what you're seeing right this red hot minute in this series is you're seeing that Kevin Durant can no longer be the sole playmaker. He's still a good playmaker and he certainly can be your point, your part B option. Um, He's absolutely like a number two in terms of playmaking. And if he's running next to Stephen Curry and running next to Draymond Green and running next to Klay Thompson, well, here's good news. You have four playmakers on the um, floor. Of course, you're going to be he's he's going to be great in that scenario. But when you decide I'm going to just run my entire office through or not office, my entire offense through Kevin Durant at the top of the paint, like, yeah. Yeah, he's no longer that guy. He used to be that guy. He's not anymore. And that's okay. It's okay. Kyrie Irving is supposed to be the point guard. Bruce Brown would be a lovely playmaker. Seth Curry, if he wasn't playing on one bad ankle, would probably also be a great playmaker. But to have him carrying as much of the load on playmaking as he is right now is causing him to slip in terms of his shooting. I mean, it just it just is what it is. He's he went ten he went 0 for ten in the second half of last night's playoff game. And why is that? Because he's overthinking. He's not able to play through. And if you need more evidence that he's not playing with his instincts and instead is just playing, you know, trying trying to overthink things, that, go rewind all the way, way back to game one when he was standing around as Jason Tatum ro- rolled to the rim. Those kind of plays are indicative of somebody who is thinking the game and not just letting the game flow through him. And what everybody here is remembering, well, not everybody here, but what everybody in the media is remembering right now is that Kevin is the Kevin Durant who just let the game flow through him. And by the way, you're not wrong with that. That's what Kevin Durant is remembering. 
That's why he loved Kyrie Irving, because Kyrie Irving is awesome when the game comes to him. When the game comes to him, Kyrie Irving is sensational. When everything has gotten within the flow of the office, he's sensational. Same thing with Kevin Durant, and that's probably what drew them to each other. However, when you have to start thinking through the game and not just saying, well, you know, maybe if my shot comes, then that'll be great. When you have to start thinking about, is Seth Curry open? Kevin Durant is all of a sudden not so, not as good, not as good as Jason Tatum. And that's what's going on right now. You're seeing Jason Tatum move to the number four best player in the NBA and Kevin Durant sort of slide to the number five. And because Jason Tatum is doing everything within the flow of the game, and KD is overthinking it as well. He probably should because Ime Udoka is the came literally last year from working with Kevin Durant, right? So he knows, he knows what the weakness is of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is, which is that when you get them to think and not just to play all of a sudden, they're not as good. Um, and so, yeah, Kevin Durant is missing. Kevin Durant is missing, but not because Kevin Durant isn't trying. He absolutely is giving all the effort he can. Kevin Durant is missing because Kevin Durant is not playing within the flow of the game. And that's what the Celtics tried to do. That was their game plan. And it's the reason they're up two to zero. And it's probably going to be the reason why they're up three to zero. If half of the TD bank North stadium decides to travel the four hours to Brooklyn. I'm Josh B with facts. Thank you. Uh, Ralph what's good. You hopped in and uh, briefly got on the mic, but I feel like we got to give you your, your space here. No, that's cool. I just wanted to mention that. I just feel like the Nets are just struggling because of coaching, honestly. I just feel like it's a coaching matter. I feel like last year, the Nets were flawed too as well. But I feel like Budenholzer kind of coached scared in the second round, honestly. But I think you're saying that Yudoka is not coaching scared and he, the players are kind of like representing what he's coaching, honestly. So I just I, – I, Kevin Durant's kind of a flawed player because he's not a natural passer and all. So he kind of needs a coach just to help him out, like set up plays and all. And they're kind of like just throwing him out to the wolves, honestly, him and Kyrie. So I feel like the longer the series goes, the tougher is just going to be for them, honestly. So I just um, honestly, I just think it's a coaching matter. I can easily see them getting swept. Honestly, I just don't see how. I don't know what. I don't know what anybody have seen from the Nets in Game Two that thinks they can just carry on through it. Just hoping you're basically just hoping that one of the two or both just explode. Basically, I feel like that's what they're waiting for. We got Ben up here as well. What's going on, Ben? What's up, y'all? How's it going? Um, I had a six that I wanted to tell you guys. Um, Tatum has guarded 168 possessions in the series. Held opponents to 16 points on 8 of 25 shooting, 10 forced turnovers, 3 blocks, 2 on KD. He's shooting 100% in the clutch. This man is a beast, bro. I'm telling you, man. I love this dude. 100% in the clutch is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Do you know what that? Do you know what that means? Like when they say like in the clutch, how many minutes like left in the game? Do you know what that means? Is it like final six? Maybe. That's crazy, bro. I mean, he's. I mean, I know it's two games, but. Also, shout out to Al Horford, my fucking favorite player on the team. Al Horford is your oh, favorite player on the team. He, well, he was he was before he left. So now it's tough because when Man, he left, back. when he left, like it became like I know I'm gonna sound like a, some crazy person, but it became Vanilla Tice and Tatum. So I <laughs> I love Tice. I love Tice. Like I love I love my. Uh, I, I basically named any fancy team I've ever uh, had uh, off of Tice. Like Tice Cream Sunday, Vanilla Tice, Tice Tice Baby. Like I just that's that's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. All the seals, the screens, like he just does all the little shit. You know, I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, Horford, man. I, when it when it comes to the playoffs, it's like hard not to just 
just fall in love with the way the guy plays. I mean, I just I'm obsessed with it, man. His defense is amazing, bro. He's the best player. He's the best player after you know Duran and Duran Irving. What did he say? I love that. Yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, I just can't get enough of it. And me and Josh were talking about it. I guess I think that was the first time I talked with Josh and you. It was like uh like last month we were talking about how little how little coverage the Celts were getting just like during that that tear they had when they you know when they ended the season what twenty six and six or whatever, and it's just so satisfying to see um to see like them just continuing that that phenomenal defense. They're, I mean like. A lot of my buddies were really adamant that the Nets would win the series, like super cocky about it, like kind of hating, like just insisting that they weren't going to win the Celts. And I'm like, dude, like no facts to back it up. Like the issue no is facts so to back it they're up. not being covered. The issue is that they're being ignored, right? Like if you were to say, like Ben, what you're saying is so dead on, but it's but you can go even stronger than that. Like if I were to sit around, like it's it's like I was saying the other night about Marcus Smart. Like why even vote? What's the point? If you're going to vote, if you're going to hold a vote for defensive player of the year, right? And then when he wins defensive player of the year, on the same day, just dismiss it and be like, yeah, but Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are just such good defensive players. Then what was the point of having the award in the first place? Hey, my favorite what thing was, was when, when, my favorite thing was when Kyrie dropped 39 and people were like, oh, Smart shouldn't have won. And it's like you look at the possessions he guarded. I mean, he had what, like five points? I mean, like yeah, – It's, it's cool. a dismissiveness, man. It's a dismissiveness. Ben, your take is 100% right. Like, But the, but you go further with it, man. It's dismissing the Celtics. Yeah, they but I – It's like every Josh, fucking turn. It's like Josh, the other Josh in the comments, it's like he's saying that like in a way like they always seem, in, at least in recent years, they seem to play better when they're not being like – paid attention to by the media a little bit. I think they like to like use that as fuel. Cause I mean, and obviously the circumstances were a lot different with Kyrie there and, and Hayward and all that. Um, and Morris too, and all that drama, but like the year they were most hyped up in recent memory, they fucking flopped, you know? So I, I'm but fine with them being under like the radar. But the, the issue, I guess the see, like you're being so gentle with it. Like, no, I know they, they're, they're so damn good. Imagine, the, the issue is they're so damn good. Friend. Imagine that your girlfriend, um, that, that your girlfriend is like, you know, this guy, he's never going to pay for anything. He's cheap. Right. And you hear that. And then the next day you win the lottery. Right. And the newspaper and, and like the newspaper has a little byline that says Ben Grunner won the lottery. Right. And then then the next then like the very next day they call your girlfriend and the girlfriend is like and they're like, how do you feel about Ben now? You know, is he is he nice? And she's like, yeah, he's still cheap. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you have to do? What do you have to do to change the narrative? And it, I, here's the thing. I don't think the Celtics can do anything. They I should try winning a championship without playing against fucking plumbers. Like the Nets. Like Kevin Durant. And <laughs> win a championship. That's shut everybody up by winning a championship, not by going off. No, I agree, bro. I'm not getting ahead of myself, bro. We haven't won the series yet. Durant's still fucking amazing. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I just think it's funny how little they've been talked about. But, hey, whatever. I still think Durant's fucking amazing. It's not like they're up two to zero in the in the series that is captivating everybody's attention. It's not like Kevin Durant oh, ever won a final two finals MVPs or that Kyrie Irving ever made a green grinning shot. No, let's just spend time figuring out what's wrong with the Nets and just ignore the fact that the Celtics are playing incredible epic defense and have the defensive player of the year. Why the fuck even bother? Who cares about covering defense? What difference does it make? Let's spend more time talking about Kevin Durant and Kyrie. That definitely makes 
that definitely makes all the sense in the world when you're um, when you're up two to zero. Why, why bother cover any of the Celtics? I mean, if if KD if KD goes three for ten in the second half of that game, the Nets likely win the game. If he goes three for ten, then the then the referees probably called a whole bunch of and ones and saved him from saved him from having any criticism today. Of course, he didn't. Right. He went over 10 and the referees gave him 18 of 20, 18 points at the. Yeah, free but that's I mean, that, that's why the story is going to be Kevin Durant going 0 for 10. He went 0 for 10. He went like, 18 <laughs> for 20 from the free throw line. The story should be that the referees just basically gave him an out every time he missed a shot. That I mean, was, uh, that's, no. that's, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but like, I mean, I'm sure uh, the refs wanted Katie to score 25 points. I bet they don't care. No, Josh, we I, appreciate I, your stats, but what's your point? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> like, my point, still my point very is specifically. that the NBA called yes. up the refs at halftime and said, look, we don't want our superstar having to create Twitter burner accounts tonight. We want him to sleep well and, and have a 40-pointer so that he doesn't feel criticism with his tender, tender, gentle heart. You all sound like Celtics fans and you're taking it too serious. I mean, maybe we are, or maybe we're <laughs> up two to zero, and we think that the only. All right, all right, Joshua, relax. I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm excited they're up, but I'm not. I'm excited they're up, but like I'm not like I'm, I still think Durant's he could go off next game. No, For I mean, more we'll than see. 42 points. Right, we're not talking about the Celtics and the Nets no more. I'm tired of listening to your nonsense. <laughs> well, there, has there any been? Has there been any update on Devin Booker's hamstring? It's missing just like Kevin Durant. Oh, geez. All right, Greg, kick Joshua off the stage. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of here for this, man. I'm here for the back. Yeah, that was I disagree with everything Josh is saying. I want to see right. Warriors, Celtics, Warriors in four over the Celtics. <laughs> hey, hey, man, if they make the finals, I'm, I'm chilling. Uh, okay, nice. no, wait, wait, wait. Nice. We got Daniel Greer with an actual update. Booker's out game three and game four. Yeah, he's out for the next two games, yeah. When's Luca back? When's Luca back? My guy Luca. I think they're talking about tonight. They said he's questionable for oh, tonight. He said that don't, he's not going to come back if there's a risk of aggravating it. Don't rush it. it yeah. Don't rush it. But, yeah. But they uh, got him questionable, and they said he was shooting around and shit yesterday. What do you guys think about the Jazz? What do you guys think about the Jazz? I, don't, I hate watching them personally. I don't know about y'all, but I just cannot stand watching them. Yeah, the Jazz thing. Yeah, I, I saw. I was listening to someone talk, and he's like, "The Jazz look like they hate each other, like all the players." Well, Gobert, bro, did you guys see the stat? Mitchell passes to Gobert during the regular season twice a game. Passes to him. <laughs> like what? That's crazy. He passes, to, he passes to him a lot in the playoffs, though. All star guard to the all to the like you know the all defense. I mean, I know he's not. I know he can look a little spazzy in offense though. Like, he, this dude couldn't even back down Maxi Kleber. I I love Gobert like. In terms of his defense, like I think he, he used to be a little underappreciated, but like this dude's got to get some sort of bag, bro. He's got nothing, bro. Holy Did shit! You see, uh, you see the clip of Quinn Cook walking up to Donovan Mitchell talking about good job keeping the big fella involved. Like, yo, this dude makes a super max, and your coach has to applaud you for passing <sighs> to your teammate. Quinn, Quinn like, Snyder. Oh, Quinn Snyder. I thought I was confused. I was like, yeah, you said Quinn Snyder. I, like, I was like, wait, what's going on here? Whatever, I was like, that would be even funnier, though. No, that would be. I thought you, I thought you were saying Quinn Cook was fucking roasting no, like, the No, it was like in a timeout, Quinn Snyder pulled Donovan Mitchell away from the huddle and was like, like, good job keeping the big fellow involved. And he was like, 
or something like that. And it's like they showed it as ESPN or whatever. I don't remember where they played on last. Uh, it was coming back to commercial. Um, NBA TV, because, you know, X teams don't be on national television like that. But um, and, it, and I was just like, man, like this dude's such a clown. And I wouldn't want Donovan Mitchell anywhere near my team. I, I'm sorry, bro. Like, well, who's a, who's a clown? Who's a clown? Like Gobert? It's Donovan. Or... Like I, I, I think Rudy. Well, me stinks. too. I can't stand it. I, I think Rudy stinks on offense, man. But like, the fact that your coach has to applaud you for passing to your other All Star Max player. No, I totally agree, bro. Totally that is agree. so ridiculous to me. So I don't like Mitchell's game at all, bro. I can't stand watching Mitchell. I just want to say one thing about about this game, and specifically about Quinn Snyder. I want to actually, I'm going to take the opposite view, and I want to say that that Quinn Snyder move of applauding his, of, of, of applauding Donovan Mitchell by getting Ruby, Rudy Gobert involved for one play, that is like ten times the coaching of what I see from Steve Nash glaring on the floor. And <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up fucking Nash. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just all the props in the world to Quinn Snyder for for clapping his hands as opposed to just staring at the court. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's my point to that. I have a question. Uh, so of the of the like injured, I guess guards here, Devin Booker and Chris Middleton, who could potentially miss a couple games. What is a more likely upset in those series? Do you think the Pelicans could get the Suns without Booker or? Bulls maybe get the Bucks without Middleton. Bulls Bucks is more likely to me. I think Bulls the Bucks Bulls are going to get the Bulls. Bucks because the Bulls should be up 2-0 right now. Like you think they're going to win the, the Bulls? Uh, and, and now Middleton sprained his MCL, bro. Like you don't just like like that's not like a couple games. Like he's done he's for out that for a month, Like wait, he's he out for a out. month. Well, he's out two to four weeks. Is usually an MCL. That's what Brian Woodhorse was up oh, recording earlier this morning. That's crazy. That's he really might be out the following time. series too, and then like yeah. even when he comes back, that doesn't mean he's like he'll probably be on a minutes restriction. Like he can't play hard. Give me the ball. I'm not trying to like make it all Celts, but like I just I have to say like that'd be very very fortunate for the Celts if they got the Bulls, in my opinion. I, I um, just yeah, hope I, I just hope like if if Milwaukee gets bounced early, you know the the narrative isn't like about injuries is it's exactly what it was when Brooklyn got bounced last year. Zoom champs. Zoom champs. The Bucks won the championship was because Brooklyn had injuries, much in the same way that if the Boston Celtics were to win the championship, it would be because Chris Middleton got injured, just a number two guy. It, it's ridiculous. Like Kyrie Irving last year was not the reason that the Bucks won the championship because Kevin Durant even said, well, if my toe was just a little bit smaller, I mean, bro, they're not, bro, the the Harden, but bro, the Harden Kyrie Durant team is not losing to anyone. If they stay healthy, no chance. Well, they, they would have never been in a game seven. They would have been in a game seven. That that situation never comes is, but that's sort of the point is that all we can do is sort of watch the series as it happens. Right, we sit around and we say, "Well, what if this person wasn't injured? What if that person wasn't injured?" Like, like that's not how the world works. No, a hundred percent. But but that's Dion's whole point is that that's what he wants the narrative to be. If the bugs get bumped early, he wants it to not be about the injury. That's the whole point. But the narrative is who wins the championship. It doesn't matter how they got there because everybody has to deal with it. Well, the bucks ain't winning it. The bucks ain't winning it. 
Well, the Bucks, Bucks ain't winning it, though. No, they're not. I don't think. Well, my pick was the Suns before the playoffs. Um, Warriors look damn incredible right now, though, to be honest with you. But do you really see Booker coming back and being that effective with a mild hamstring? No, he's out for a while, too. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I I had the Suns before the offs. Now that Booker's out, I might lean Warriors. I'm not going to lie, bro. I know I'm being a homer, but like, I have a pretty damn good feeling about how the Celtics are playing. I I think they're, they're in the, they're in the hunt, but like, I'm not going to say they're going to win it. You know, Celtics, Celtics aren't winning another game in the playoffs. I think they're gonna win. <laughs> I can't even. I'm just fucking with you. Jake 420. Jake. Jake. Jake 420 was yesterday. Get off the yeah, right. Uh, ML 420 is every day. Okay. Hey, my friend told me the Celtics the next week and the game. We got a player coming back too. So Robert Williams. So he said it was gonna be three one. That's my question. I have for you, Ben. This is this is a question actually for the for the whole room. Let's suppose that Chris Middleton's injury to his MCL is I, I don't know let's say i don't even know if it's equivalent to robert williams but even if it's not equivalent to robert williams okay so it's equivalent to robert williams fine like why would you ever expect anything less than four to six weeks like i've never seen a player try to race back um for four to six weeks if they're thinking about their career long term and in chris middleton's case well i guess maybe because chris middleton signed for like a whole bunch of money last summer but like why would you ever try to race back? Is it just because you're in the playoffs, or wouldn't you stop? Like, yeah, I correct stop. me if I'm wrong, but didn't Giannis bring his MCL last year and come back like two games later, or was it something else that you heard? Hey, I'm not saying that's, that's the same. Giannis is different, Larry. Yeah, He's I was different. Not even that though. Not even that though. But it was two weeks left in the season, though. He can play through that. You're asking somebody to come off an MCL and still play two more months. I hear that point, but I feel Bro, like Giannis hurt his knee in the playoffs. Giannis, Giannis, also, Giannis also said he wouldn't have done that if it was Yeah, it's he had two weeks left in the season. That's like a, towards the end of the ECF and you're going to the finals. I'm playing two weeks with something like that. So even Kevin no, Durant tried to come back because it's just a week the, left in the season. Giannis was also hurt in the Eastern Conference Finals. They want they yeah, beat, they back, closed yeah. up the Hawks without Giannis. 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 He didn't play the in the was finals. Larry's exactly out. right. Like this is a problem. Like I mean, you never know, but that was because there was a championship on the line. What's you, what's that was crazy, bro. Giannis's bounce back from that injury, bro, Michael. That was that was crazy, dude. My like that was one of the most. Nah, like, I'm just bugging that people talking about how it's never been done and why would you do it? And as soon as I bring up a person that did it recently, everybody start making a bunch of excuses. I, I have no idea why they're saying It's not that. the same, bro. That's what I'm saying. That ain't the same. Y'all niggas is comedians. Yo, bro, you're saying that Giannis got hurt, but there's two weeks left in the season. Milton, Robert Williams, Beck Booker, if they came back bro, right now, they can't bro, do that. Bro, I'm not – listen, all I said was that it's been done before and that people can come back in less than four to six weeks because it's been Yo, done man. before. Fucking – listen, don't forget when – look, Ron Artest, Ron Artest had a torn meniscus, got surgery on it, and came back in like six weeks when the average time is like six months. Yo, Larry. I just want to say I love that's you. Not I love either, as that's usual, not true you're either, wrong. Uh, Ron Artest had the meniscus taken out of his knee, which lowers it there you six go. weeks. And Giannis had a hyperextended left knee, not a. It's not the same. I, I I said I said did he he sprain his MCL or was it a different type of injury? It's not the same. I've been telling you, bro. It's not the same. He he hyperextended it like Dion said. And again, either he had two way, weeks left in the season, so he can play through that. Shit. Ralph, all I'm saying is that either way, whether he hyperextended it or he sprained his MCL or whatever, 
it's not as serious as the bruised ego that Kevin Durant is nursing every single day he loses the Celtics. I hear you on that. But I'm just saying with the injury, at least, you just had this. It's just timing, honestly. I feel like Giannis just got lucky with the timing, honestly, because he would have missed time if the, the Bucks had to play longer than just two more weeks of basketball. Josh B., who's the best player alive? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the very best, no one's going to want to hear this take, but the very Curry. best player alive right now is Giannis. I mean, Nikola Jokic is very good. Joel Embiid is pretty menacing. But when Giannis went supernova last um, last year, like that cemented him as the only player – as the sort of new LeBron, right? I mean, if you remember LeBron when he was younger, there were just these moments when he was just running downhill and it didn't really matter who was in front of him. It could be, he could be seven feet. It could be six feet. It could be a giant. He could be an ogre. LeBron was going to score. <laughs> and Giannis did the exact same thing last, last year. That's what he did to um, DeAndre Ayton. And Giannis is still the best player um, individually to go sort of supernova. On the other hand, no player, doesn't matter who you run, you can run the entire list, is going to be able to hand, is going to be able to play the same with with his other teammates um, suffering significant injuries. And that's what Giannis is having to deal with right now. I mean, that's what he had to deal with yesterday when Chris Middleton ducked out. But also the Bulls played like the backs against their backs were against the wall. And that's just that's a fact as well. Like also um, one game one too. But yeah, like the Bulls play with heart. And if you're ever going to play, if if you're gonna play all of these playoffs like they're a bloodbath, and you're gonna listen to every podcast that says, Oh no, the Eastern Conference playoffs is gonna be a bloodbath, it's gonna be a bloodbath, it's gonna be a bloodbath, and then you come in thinking, Well, we've won every game we've ever played against the Bulls. Let's just take it easy tonight. Like, yeah. Bro, they literally they lost on purpose on the last they sat everyone on the last day of the season so they could play them. Like like that's that's kind of bad omens, you know. Like the Bulls definitely know that, bro. You know? The Bulls definitely if they know that, they're gonna take that personally. They're gonna use that as fuel. You know, because they could have just have tried to like win that last game of the season, but they just decided, hey, let's fucking lose because we're just locked in against the Bulls if we lose. I certainly would. I would certainly take it personally. All right, I'm going to head out, guys. Thank you for letting me shit on Kevin Durant, who is just awful. Um, and thank you also for helping me get out that Kyrie Irving um, is evidently not going to score 39 points every single game. Um, and that maybe he, you know, embraced the dark side to the tune of four for 10 for like 11 points, I think it was. Um, something like that. So, yeah, good game, Kyrie. And just keep it up. You have another three days of rest. And, you know, after that, it starts to go every other day, you know, so hopefully Kyrie, now that he's playing more than once a week, will continue to have performances like he just had. So, for all that. Thank you, Josh B. <laughs> See, don't forget to, don't oh, forget to give those kids in the basement water. It, you know, Josh, <laughs> oh my Josh B. Uh, 100% has been at the garden calling Kyrie Irving a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he was the guy. He was the guy in the video, bro. He was the guy in the video flicking. Bro, I don't think the Celtics. I think, think, think douchebag was the nicest thing he was yelling at the garden. Yeah, right, right, right. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think Celts fans. I don't think like we should boo Kyrie. I think it, I think it fuels him. But then again, last night he kind of didn't play that well. So I don't know, but I think, like, you, you know, you know, what doesn't fuel Kyrie Irving 
any food or water because he's not eating it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about the uh, Grizzlies Timberwolves series? Well, Jaw proved me wrong last game a little bit because I've been kind of saying like he needs to move the ball better for that offense to really like be like as effective as it can be. Because you see with Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones is like a mini Chris Paul. He just doesn't make any mistakes with the ball. Um, and when he's out there, they're just so damn good because everyone's involved. Whereas in the fourth quarter, a lot of times when Jaws got the ball, I feel like he just kind of, you know, he's, you know, he tries to do it all himself, which I'm not like blaming the guy's young. He still has hella talent, but like one, it'll be better for his health long-term because like he does, you know, he, he does some crazy shit. Like he tries to throw it down. He gets high up. If he's going to get guys involved more, it's going to help the offense and it's going to help his longevity. Um, so I think, I think the Grizz, I've kind of been a little bit like, not that they're frauds, but like, I have no faith in them. Like really even testing, testing the Warriors, but no, 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 but like, I mean, they can probably, they can probably, they'll beat the Wolves. I I get, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I don't think they're as good with Joss still, but like last game, he proved me wrong. He fucking, he he was diving. He, He played like a point guard. He usually doesn't play like a point guard. Yeah. My thing is looking at it like. They should honestly be like a four or five seed with all the injuries out west. Like if Curry stays healthy, they're the two. I mean, bro, if Jaw doesn't get hurt, they stay at the four or five seed. I'm telling you, the reason they were the two seed or three seed or whatever is because Tyus Jones came in and they literally couldn't lose for so long. <laughs> I don't. I, it's it's crazy, but this in terms of regular season basketball, like like the the best the best recipe for success, and you see it with the Suns, like. Like the best recipe for success is your point guard making zero mistakes and being uber efficient and running like a tight like 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 clockwork offense. You know what I mean? Like that's what Tyus Jones does. If you watch the games, like that's why Desmond Bain shoots the lights out with Tyus Jones, and like that's why he always averages like 20 when he plays with Tyus Jones. Like I'm not trying to shit on Jaw. It's just like their offense is better when Jaw's off the floor. Like the net rating of Jaw this season is not even close to like as good as like a guy like Tyus Jones. Like the Celtics with Tatum and the Hawks with Trey were better than the Grizzlies with Jaw this season, just based on like, like net rating and how they outscore opponents. I'm not even kidding. It's it's crazy. I it's it's like it's like when Kyrie was on the Celts, um, uh, like his second year, or his first year, and like they like technically played better without him. I mean, I hated Celts fans for like shitting on him during that time because it was like, dude, what are you doing? He's still our best player. But that's the same thing here. Jaws their best player. It's just they don't play their best basketball with him, it seems. Um, but they still need him to win a chip. Sorry, rant, rant over. My fault. Hey, hey, Greg, I know you saw Xavier Tillman thirteen and seven the other night. Dude, I did. Me. Look, Tillman's a killer, man. I I loved his game in college. Uh, I was. On draft night, I remember bitching the Pistons reached for Isaiah Stewart because I was like, we could have waited 25 picks and gotten Xavier Tillman, and it's essentially the same guy. Hey, uh, I, I did. I wanted to invite Daniel up here. Uh, Daniel's with the lead on the Memphis Grizzlies beat, so appropriate time to bring him up. Daniel, uh, I don't know if you heard all of what Ben just said, but would love yeah, to hear You can roast me for that if you want. Like, I, I'm probably a little off. I got so. No, no, no. You're, you're good. So most people don't understand the, the offense – I guess when both are on the court, whether it's Tyus or uh, whether it's Ja, I do like your understanding of the Desmond Bain, but you're also taking away a scoring guard compared to a facilitating guard. Like that's yeah. what Tyus does. He just yeah. controls the ball. He's the best, and he's led the league. I think it's now three or four years in a row. He has the best turnovers. ever, I think, this year. I think he had the best turnover uh, assist turnover ratio ever this year, like seven or something. Hey, do you know who number two is? 
is it Chris Paul? I mean, I'm assuming maybe Trey Jones. Trey Jones, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the Jones boys, they uh, they know how to hold on that's to the hype. rock, but uh, but no, I I think that the offense is more dynamic when you have Jai in the game, and you're gonna have a guy who when the when the offense kind of gets you know muddled and it gets into like the mud a little bit and it's a half court offense, you have to have someone like Ja who can control the ball and score. Tyus is great. But Tyus is a more of a facilitator, and he's moving the ball, which is great. But the reason they're doing so well is because they're getting up and down the floor, and they're able to score in transition as well as, you know, trying to get the ball. Not, it, there's not as much happening in a half-court offense with Tyus. He just doesn't no, do anything to open up the floor. So now, uh, playoff-wise, I would take Ja over uh, Trey or uh, Tyus yeah, sure. any day. For sure. For sure. No, I I agree with that. He's gonna win you. He's like he's gonna win you playoff games more than a Tyus Jones is obviously. Like that's the thing. Like to win a chip, they still obviously need Jaw like more than anyone. You, like in the future. Yeah, yeah, Ben. I just feel like it's just based off good coaching, honestly. Like I feel like when you were bringing up with Kyrie, like his first year, two months had they were kind of better without him. I just think it's just coaching. I just think yeah, Jones, Taylor Jenkins deserves the credit of that, honestly. Them going twenty and two without him. He's I just great. think the team is just better prepared. When they lose their guy, they can just adjust well. I think I just think that's just good coaching pivoting. It's also regular season. Like I I I like I know that like it, like I'm aware that like it's because it's the regular season. Like I think that formula like works more like throughout the regular season because like, especially because teams aren't going to plan the, it's easier to plan when you have like, it's like whenever the bucks like used to win a bunch, even like when Giannis was out, it's actually like harder to plan when you don't have a guy that you're like focusing on as much when you're used to having to focus on him. Um, but I still, I still think jaws like fucking phenomenal. He's still a hell of a player. I got a question. Uh, so I don't know the actual answer, but uh, Steven Adams is, is obviously struggling in the series, and they benched him. He played uh, three minutes his last game before he was benched. And I know you were talking about Xavier Tillman earlier. Uh, the Grizzlies can go in four different directions from who are their, you know, who's their starter, but then who are their main guys that are coming off the bench. Do you all have a thought if you would play Steven Adams as he's currently – constructed as, as a starter and if he struggles you take him out for the rest of the game or do you bench him or do you maybe bring him off the bench in a different role like does is anybody Tillman, have any thoughts i think it's all matchups honestly because i feel like with steven adams against the minnesota it, it, he kind of hurts because you're facing more of a athletic young team more than a veteran experienced team like if they're facing the warriors i think steven adams would come into handy just a little quirks in there you probably could uh Fool the ref off a little here and there, so I feel like he would help out in a different series, just not in a series against Minnesota, where it's just basically a young team. Daniel, what's the starting five right now for the Grizzlies? Like, what's what is their starting five? Yep, you got Ja, you got Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, okay. and Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay, what do you think about this? It's probably kind of like stupid, but like, what if you did Tyus and Jaw as a smaller backcourt and had Brooks off the bench and had Bain, Jackson, and then like a center, like Adams or Clark? I wish I, I wish Dylan would come off the bench, but he's not going to. Especially in the playoffs, you're going to play him 30 minutes plus. So there's no reason yeah. to, you know, bench or, you know, starter. It's all the same. The minutes are the minutes, but um, he's the guy who's going to start. He's the guy who, when the offense kind of gets uh, stagnant a little bit, uh, Bain can't get a shot open. Jaron is doing Jaron things, which is either really good or really terrible. Uh, you have someone who's crazy enough just to say, hey, I'm hot, even when he's ice cold, and that's Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And he might get yeah. you actually. Uh, some points. 
I mean, my thing is like, for me, it's almost like, I think Ja might be more effective. Well, no, he's so dynamic with the ball. I was going to say off ball, he might be just as effective, but that's probably not right. Cause like, he's still so good at like, he can still control the pace of a game, even if he's not like playmaking as much. Cause he's just so damn dynamic at the top of the key. So I'm going to retract that. I was going to say like maybe Tyus and Ja would be a good like point guard, shooting guard duo, but that's probably not. I don't know. I haven't watched them enough, honestly. I haven't watched them like a whole lot. I've watched them like when I can, but but yeah. Yeah, so now uh, they're playing Tyus alongside of Ja uh, as like a transition away from Ja into – because Ja's playing uh, 35 to 40 yeah, minutes. I like that. I like that. So they're they're playing them together. That puts Ja off ball, which is you know more of an easier flow of an offense for him. Uh, plus, it takes some time away from him. Uh, but my Stephen Adams uh, suggestion is I love Xavier Tillman. Uh, he, he's a great player. He obviously he's the guy that if you can game plan against and you kind of know how he is, he's easier to guard. He just does a lot of little things. And so coming in, not knowing he's coming in and not maybe not being as, uh, I guess, ready for him. A lot of times he can catch you off guard, but game planning against him, he can struggle at times. So my thought was, is to maybe move Brandon Clark to the starting offense. That actually is their best, uh, I guess, their best core, their five. Uh, and then moving Steven Adams to the bench, which limits him to roughly 15 minutes a game. But it also puts him against a player like Nas Reed, who, yes, he may hit a three-pointer or two in the game, but mainly his points and all his effectiveness comes from offensive rebounding, which then you have someone like Steven Adams who can actually help that. So that's my thought. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's what I would probably do the first game. That would, that would be great. Adams would feast against backup bigs on the boards and scoring too, honestly, like especially if it's like a, a like a smaller big who doesn't play as good defense, like a Nas Reed. Well, actually, I don't know how his defense is, but I just assume he's not that good defense. Um, that's actually a good point. I mean, I was going to say Clark anyways, because like Clark's just been the best big man for them. So, yeah, that, that makes sense, honestly. They might do that. I mean, they basically – He's getting starters minutes the series, correct? Hasn't he been getting like 30 minutes? Yes. Out of that? Yeah, 25 to 30 minutes. You might as well start him. He's a he's a beast, bro. I like Clark a lot. Daniel, what's your confidence level for just winning the series at this point? Like the, the Wolves are way further along than I thought they would be. Yeah, so uh, I, my confidence level has been high the whole time, uh, even though they it's a 2.30 game on a Saturday. Uh, our team, the, the Grizzlies did not show up. They looked terrible. They looked like shit. But going forward, I think that kind of hit them in the mouth a little bit. And this team very much uh, thrives when people are negative or going against them, uh, the chip on the shoulder mentality. Uh, I feel confident. I, I still think that the game ends in five. I really do. And that's probably a little bit overconfident. Uh, realistically, gun to head, I would say, you know, six. But uh, I don't think that the Timberwolves are very versatile. And because of that, I think they can struggle if they're not hitting their their shots, such as Anthony Edwards was going off in the first game. Uh, he went 8 of 12 from the two-point line. He's hit four three-pointers in every game. He's 4 of 10 and 4 of 11 in both games. So he's going to hit his three or four three-pointers. It's just can you stop him from getting into the lane and taking away his shots? He was 8 of 12 the first game and then twos, and he was 3 of 6 in the second game at twos. So you pretty much limit him to half of his two-pointers. So – that's really where their offense is, is he's very efficient. And so if you can stop Anthony Edwards, I feel like you have a really good chance to win the games. And I don't think they're, I don't think they can do anything else other than what they currently do. They have no way of changing lineups to actually get a better look 
than what they actually have. Yeah, their style of play is not that sustainable. I think their offense, like it's it, like they can get hot, but I don't think they have like a lot of like versatility on offense. Yeah, it makes sense. I've uh, I've enjoyed this series a lot more than I realized that I would going into it. I know a lot of people were excited about it on the front end. I was not one of those people. Uh, I didn't think it would be that competitive of a series. Honestly, I didn't trust the Wolves in that spot. But man, Anthony Edwards is really fun to watch. Him versus Ja incredible so i'm enjoying it it's the only one i haven't caught a game of it's the only one i haven't actually seen a game yet so i, I need to oh yeah you gotta you got a great series i need to i just haven't it's just been like i've just watched all the other ones and i've just had so much fucking school work so that's like the one series that i just haven't tuned in as much during yeah watchability level it's up there right I, now i would oh, say it's not, i've heard it's amazing so far. i heard it's been great basketball greg what do you think i think anthony edwards is going to take the 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 leap that John Morant took this year, I think I think Anthony Edwards takes that leap just as big as in he's like the ultimate NBA all-star, potentially MVP rumors. I think Anthony Edwards could be that guy <laughs> next year because he is – dude, he is so good. He's yeah, good. I'm, I'm in on that. I don't know that I buy uh, like he'll ever be NBA MVP level, but I think like – number one option on a team that wins playoff series 100%. And honestly, like, I we got to see how this series goes, but I, I don't know that he's not there yet, as crazy as that is. I do right. think he's going to keep making a leap. But I uh, I never understood the, the negative tropes with Ant, like going back to pre-draft stuff. Like, I, look, he was on a really bad team in college. That was not his fault whatsoever. Whenever he did find himself in like a bright light situation, he was incredible. He always went off in college when he was, it was a big game. Always, always, always. So like I, some of the stuff about him not being a winning player, just like not loving basketball never really made sense to me. Uh, and I think he's the most fun young star in the league. Like Jaws probably one B in that equation, but so like, like, is he better? Do you think he's like already the best player on the team? I think Towns is still the best player on the team. No, easily (laughs) Edwards. I think Easy. Edwards oh, is the really? alpha. Wow. I, I, Towns might be the better player right now, but I think Edwards is the alpha for I mean, sure. Edwards is going to be the better player for sure next year, is, according to you guys, correct? I mean, like that's and that's a fair take. I mean, I haven't looked at his stats. I'm not oh saying that. Yeah, I feel like he's fooling you guys a little bit. I wouldn't say Anthony Edwards is going to be better than Towns next year. Eventually, yeah, but not. Well, he averaged 21 this year, though. I didn't even realize that. I thought he averaged like 19 or like 18 and a half. Jesus. Yeah, I, I I think Towns is really good too is the thing. I just don't think Towns is particularly tough or like a guy who's going to go get 40 in a playoff. Biggest yeah. baby ever. Yeah. What is I hate Towns. Not like a lot. I do not like Towns. I mean, he, like – sorry, you got it, my fault. I was going to say, he's too predictable. So I've kind of diagnosed uh, and, and broke down his game in the last, uh, I'd say, couple weeks uh, just looking to the matchup. And if you look at him, like he's so predictable in what he does. And if you watch the game tonight, he only shoots a three-pointer on the catch immediately. If he doesn't shoot a three-pointer immediately, he's either looking to drive or he's going to pass off. He will. He rarely ever shoots the, a three-pointer on the dribble. But then when he gets down into the drive, he always puts his head down. And more than likely, 99% of the time, He's going to take the shot. So that's what the Clippers did to him is they know that if he doesn't shoot right away, back off, he's going to drive. That's when you can slide over and draw the charge. And then when he gets the ball in the post, he's he will kick it out rarely, 
But most of the time, if he ever does start a dribble, he will never pass it. So if you can ever get him to make one dribble, he's going to make the move to go up. At that point, that's an easy, you know, charge draw, or you know what he's going to do. Like he's so predictable by watching the film that I feel like a lot of NBA players know how to play him at this point. So, so like, I have a question. So I think we all can agree Embiid and Jokic are the best two centers in the league. Um, well, I think, I mean, not in that order. I think, we, I think Jokic is a little better, but like you can argue Embiid, obviously it's, it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's one A and one B essentially. But like, do y'all think Towns is the third best center? Or do you think it's like a bear, like someone else? Cause a lot of my friends always say he's the third best center. I don't know if I buy that because his defense is fucking atrocious. I would rather have Gobert than Towns. And I don't, I don't, have, any numbers. I don't have any numbers to back that up. That's just gut feel I've after always being Gobert. I've always had Gobert at three also. I've always had Gobert at three personally. But like, I don't know. Like right now, seeing how he's playing against the Mavs, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I can I'm, see the case for Towns. I'm taking Bam over both of those guys. Yeah, I'll do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers, I know his numbers don't match okay. anything, but I let, I, I let his impact is just as good as those guys in my opinion. So I would go with Bam. Do you guys think the uh, Grizzly win tonight? Um, I, probably, I think so. They're two-point two favorites on her own. I think they do. I I think they I, – I, I like saw that – I think a lot of people probably saw that too, like that game two blowout coming. Cause like I feel like that happens a lot when like a like the better team like maybe has a, a game that they kind of just aren't awake yet, and they like they kind of have to win game two at home. I feel like a lot of series happen that way where like the, the home team just kills them. So I I did see that one coming, and I, I tonight's a little less predictable because they're going to Minnesota. Like you never know. Like Edwards could go nuts. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like Edwards could go fucking ballistic and win this game, but I'm not like gonna bet on that. You know, like I. If I was a betting guy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on the game. <laughs> I would stay away from this one. But I like right, so <laughs> I am a betting guy, and I think I'm gonna sprinkle Wolves money line really? just just, be, just because of like the home hype, whole Pat Tasmanian Devil bullshit. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a fun bet to make. I think they're gonna split the next two games regardless. Like I, really? I just think this series could go seven. What's the uh, line? What's the line tonight? Two. Uh, yeah, it's two. Yeah. No, no sorry. Like, what's the – sorry. Like, what is? what are the odds? Sorry, my bad. Not the line. What are the odds that they win, like the money line? Uh, let me pull that up right now. It's probably like plus 130. Hey, on that, on the betting stuff, like, I, I agree. If you're going to bet either side that, you know, I, I think you can go either way. I think this is a toss-up game. It's a toss-up game. But these teams are so much about runs. If you don't like a line – whether it's now or or during the game, the line will always come back to where you want it to be, whether it's a Timberwolves run or a Grizzlies run. These two teams make huge runs. I get I get the Grizzlies almost every game at a plus five or plus six. Like it, It's going to happen, especially if it's this close of a line. The line's going to move so much, so that's, just pay attention to that. That's why I like the Grizzlies for the rest of the series. I feel like Minnesota jumped on them. I feel like they're not playing – like the guys are mentioning the runs. I feel like Minnesota's not playing playoff basketball. They're just playing high-tempoed offense, honestly. The Grizz – I feel like that's why I like the Grizzlies for the rest of the series. I feel like they figured it out, and they can play defense enough. But that's just my that's just my feeling. I feel like Grizzlies won the five. Wolves are plus 110 tonight. Uh, Daniel was spitting facts on the live betting opportunities. Like that's been making a killing for me in the playoffs this far, even outside of this series, but particularly this I series. love live player props. That's like one of my favorite things. Cause especially if it's like a guy like, um, like I don't like how he plays, but it's pretty 
easy to bet on his over points, Mitchell, because he always shoots every time he gets the ball in the fourth quarter. So he'll have like 18 points at half, and it'll be like over 32 and a half. I'm like, dude, I'm hammering that. And he hits it almost every time. He just fucking chucks. <laughs> so, That's yeah. Bad. Yeah. Uh, all, all right. I got to wrap this up, folks. Thanks for jumping in here. Appreciate uh, everybody. Ralph, Jake, Ben, Larry, obviously, for holding it down. The other Break the Bank fellows who are not here. And Daniel, thanks for popping up late. Uh, I do this every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. It's going to be a lot of NBA playoffs talk, obviously, for the next six or seven weeks. So we'd love to see you all again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and Ant in the comments saying, oh, no, Ant, I missed your Shade and Sharp room. I'm sorry about that. I didn't even get the scoop, man. Can you give the scoop real quick? Can I get the, the, the bullet points of the scoop? What's good, man? So, like, oh, my goodness, dog. It's just so – it's just so – some shady stuff is going on. Shady, shady stuff. Talk about bro. it. Shady stuff, bro. So, look. So everyone, even their camp, has been saying that he's going to graduate in the fall. He's going to graduate in the fall. He's going to graduate in the fall. But now, all of a sudden, he graduated in May. Okay, so even if he did that, why are you going back to school, back to high school? Like, what sense does that make? Like, that makes no sense at all whatsoever. So I think someone's getting finessed. And and I think the league office is waiting on a diploma to show that he did indeed graduate. Um, I think they're going to falsify it. So I want Kentucky Emissions to send the diploma that was sent to them. Because I think that one is going to say a much later date than whichever one the league, the league office is going to receive. Um, just some wild stuff. Uh, even man, oh my goodness. They even had the part where, um, one of his handlers, like one, one of the agents, bro, one of the agents that was like working with him is like his uncle and like coached him on his like AAU team. Um, and it's almost like, uh, like he didn't pass his like MBPA exam. <laughs> and then this whole time they've been telling Calipari something like exactly opposite of what they were going to do. Just a bunch of snake stuff from every, it was just, I feel bad for Kentucky. I feel bad for, for Kentucky's fans. I feel bad for Calipari um, because they got, they got super finessed, bro. Super finessed. That, Super. So are they 100% in the dark from the Kentucky side? Like they straight yeah. up did not see this coming yeah. at all. At all. At all. Like from the beginning, because they've been telling them, we're going to play next year. We're, we're going to play next year. We're going to play next year. And then they started acting real funny the last month or so. That shit is crazy, dog. It's, it is absolutely. And like, I'm still not sold on this because either one or t- of two things are happening here. They want to say that he, he graduated here. No, 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 no. Either two things are going to happen. One, they finesse the diploma or two, the NBA has to redo the entire CBA. And if that happens, that opens up a loophole for a lot of other prospects who are chomping at the bit to get to the NBA draft. 
Yeah, I feel like option one is more likely just because, like, if there's going to be so many ramifications if they actually had to go back and redo the CBA. Yes. Yes. Insane. It's it's nutty. It's so nutty. It's so nutty. And like, and like, and like, we're just going over everything that's been going on and, and like the whole timeline and none of it is making sense. Usually you can line it up or like after something happens, you're like, Oh, okay. Now I understand why this happened with this. Nothing is lining up context wise, nothing at all. So, uh, so someone is getting finessed somewhere. Someone is getting badly finessed. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is, but it gives me a headache. Right. Because like, the way that my mind works, bro, Like, I need to know the answer. Whether I agree with it or not, I just need to know the answer. And with this, like, there's, there is no context surrounding like, what, like how this is the conclusion. This is the last thing I expected. Right? Like, oh, yeah, we got all these documents that we're just going to send into there. We're going to be good to go. Like, no, that doesn't make sense at all. Right. Fucking wild. Doesn't, doesn't make sense. Uh, doesn't make hey, sense. let's let's hit Jay right real quick. And I don't know if you talked about this in your other room, but like the, the sport was blindsided yeah. yesterday by Jay Wright. What's your take? Yeah. Um, I don't think he likes where basketball is going. I think he's similar to Beeline where he was like. I'm not dealing with this crap every year. Yo, kids, yo, kids. My bad, Ann, can, yo thank you. Because I feel like, yo, I, 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 behind the scenes, I feel like that's mad weird that Jay retiring. And I feel like your suspicions that you're throwing out there and all, so I feel like it just confirms. Yeah, so like all that stuff is going on. And then I believe, I believe there's a health issue in his family. So I hope that's good. Whether it's him or whether it's a family member, you kind of hope that that's like not the reason why. But, um, but truly, I think... You know, he 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 is an old school cat. You know, you know, like you know, like Northeast dude. Like that's not like what's going on now. Like, is it something that he's just like, you know what? I'm good. I went to a Final Four. I've I've won two championships in the last uh, what what six years. I'm good. So, do you think he finally makes the jump to the NBA that everyone's been? Claiming no. that he's going to make over the last years? No. At least all the all the people who would be sources in the know say he's telling people he's done, done. If an NBA team gave him everything he wanted, you want to come I mean, back? I, I think the, there's been NBA teams already reaching out because apparently this – Yeah, I'm pretty – NBA – apparently NBA teams have been reaching out to him for years and he keeps shutting them down. But That's why team, I asked if maybe well, he I, I'm know. saying even in the last three weeks, like I think this has been a known done deal that's been kept under wraps at the college level. Mm, yeah. And like he people have already explored, like, would you come? And apparently he's told them no. What about what about the Olympics? You think he take that it, if they asked him to take over when Pop decides to stop, that he does it? I could see that. He'd be because he still gets to like he still kinda gets to recruit. So, right? Yeah, like some dudes just love to be around the game, and you know, like kind of beeline right now. Like he's he's a lot older, but he's not coaching where he's dealing with all the stress. But he's around the game enough to where he is being mentally satisfied. Yeah, and in his in the statement he put out, he did say like he was still gonna be like a part of Villanova somehow. 
That's what I'm seeing back in college. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like Greg said, like, this has been in the works for weeks. Why do I know that? Because they had a replacement for him within 12 hours. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like, I think it speaks to the reputation that Jay has, the fact that this has been in the works for weeks, and nobody leaked that shit. Like, yeah. He had, there's no one you can find who will say a bad word about him. They clearly had this lined up. They're even like in his press conference at the Final Four. I don't know if you guys saw the clip. Like, apparently, he literally said to a reporter, "Like, oh, I get to say this one last time right after they lost to Kansas." And like, people just noticed it now. Like, oh shit, he like essentially told us he was gone, and nobody <laughs> even said anything about it. Nobody blinked an eye. Nobody put two and two together because like. So like you're like okay, Jay's gonna be be there for an, at least another like several years, but the fact that Bayheim outlasted that man is ridiculous. Bro, it's gonna be him and Izzo for like 15 more years. Like they're gonna outlast the next generation. <laughs> oh my god! Unreal. Oh my goodness. Yo, question. Um, I mean, I really like Jay Wright to go to the NBA. I just have the question: Did you guys ever, did uh I don't know if you guys were been following college basketball that long, but were, was Brad Stevens ever rumored to go to the NBA while he was at Butler? I mean, not really, because, um, like, that's a wild jump, yeah, right? Yeah, because Brad Stevens, I want to bring up Brad Stevens, because he's been, he's been afforded the opportunity to fuse his culture with the Celtics. I feel like Jay Wright was able to give that opportunity somewhere with a dope NBA team. I just feel like it would be stupid for him to pass that opportunity up. And, he, and the reason why I like him a lot, because he's coached the Olympics, too, as well. So he has an idea of the modern athlete, too, as well. I just... I would love him in the NBA, honestly, if he had the right opportunity coming out. He's had plenty of opportunities to come to the NBA, and rumor has it before Doc Rivers, they were trying to get Jay Wright to be the new coach of Philly. Yeah, he has. He's had. Brett. He's been tied to so many organizations. If you notice, like every NBA offseason, Jay Wright gets quoted of shutting down 60. rumors that he's not going to the NBA. Plus, yeah. I just, I don't know. I would like it. I understand everything else, but I just would like it for him, honestly. I no, I think, I think everybody would like it. Nobody wants to see Jay Wright no, done, even yeah, college yeah. basketball fans. Like, but I, yeah, I, I don't think it's likely. I think the thing with Brad, in comparison to this, was that like Brad became such a hot commodity at such a young age. Yeah, he's not even. He was barely forty when he started. Yeah. Yeah, and w- whether or not it was the NBA, it was going to be something massive. An elite like, five whether, or something. My bad. Yeah. And with, with Jay, like, he he basically said, I'm a lifer at Villanova. And then, like, he's flirted with the NBA. But the timing of this after the run that they made, and honestly, like, in a position where he was supposed to inherit the throne from Coach K as ambassador for college basketball, for him to do this the same year Coach K retires in a way where he didn't do the retirement tour, he kept it under wraps, he didn't make it about himself, like, to me, that says like, oh, he's he's really done. I'd be shocked if he ends and up. And that's anywhere. classy. It, yeah. It's it's kind of like the Kobe Tim Duncan thing when you think about it. Yeah, honestly, it's identical to that, which is crazy. But R.I.P. Jay, I liked him. It's weird, like he fucked up me and Ant's team consistently on big stages, and like <laughs> I don't even hate him. You know what I mean? Right, right. Some guys just do things the right way, and they just have a have a program going at such a motor that is clean, but they're tough. They play basketball the right way. You can't do anything but respect it. You know what I mean? So it's all good. And I think that's how a lot of people feel about like 
feel about JB too. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm gonna close this room down. And thanks for popping in late. Thank you, everybody else. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning, Multiplicity Morning Show here on Spotify Live. Have a good Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see y'all next week.